Dewey Dudes, episode 54. Today, once again, we have a very special guest with us. Uh, she is a writer, podcaster, a fish influencer. The self-proclaimed queen of hormonal acne, baby Brotox crusader. An entrepreneur and multi-hyphenate. We're talking about Caroline Goldfarb, a.k.a. Official Sean Penn, a.k.a. Porkchop.biz. Um, what do we get into today, Emilio, with Caroline? We get into her K-beauty heavy skincare routine, getting caught up in the meme grind, and gracefully exiting the internet. We also get into dermal filler for your dick, while Caroline lets <laughs> us in on the number one reason why James Corden continues to, to succeed while Twitter just roasts his ass. Um, God damn, I cannot wait to hear about the state of late night. So, without further ado, is that the phrase? Without yeah, further without ado? further ado, Caroline Goldfarb. Caroline Calloway. Caroline, Calloway. Caroline Calloway. Oh, fuck no. Uh, Caroline Goldfarb. Welcome to Dewey Dudes. Thanks for having me. You guys look beautiful today. Can I just say? <laughs> yes, you, you can say. Wow, yeah. yeah. Let, everybody, <laughs> let everybody know. Let, um, well, it's an audio medium and right. you know we all hear about your skincare routines, but I'm here to say I'm staring at you on Zoom and I mean the skin is glowing. <laughs> you guys look young, fresh, rested. Rested. Wow. Wow. Um, I'm anything but rested. That's a, right that's now. a compliment <laughs> I haven't gotten in a while. Um, my sister was Beautiful. actually just telling me that I look like I aged ten years because I look um, unrested, not rested well. It's the New York lifestyle. Really, yeah, but yeah. that's all a you lie. You guys are you guys are going hard, but you look good. I'll say that. <laughs> I can't wait to like meet you guys and hear more. Like you are famous. I I know so many people that send me your memes. Really? And wait, really? I feel like I'm a yes. I feel like your memes have really kind of hit critical mass not in a bad way like i've okay. been getting them sent to me so much recently so i feel like you guys mm -hmm. are really on the precipice of a cultural moment or in one and i'm like so honored to <laughs> be part of this right now well we're very honored to be with someone who has had such crazy longevity on the internet yes um because you know we i'm out of the game you're, on the you're internet. out of the game, out of the game. <laughs> you're out of the game wow. i'm so done i was like peaking in 2016 babe i'm tired i'm like in my <laughs> 30s i don't have anything left i have nothing left to give the internet she took it all out of me are you at peace with that yeah i'm at peace passing the baton to a different generation of like people that do it better, do it faster. I feel like I've successfully made the transition from like fully internet based career to fully like analog based career. That's the and dream. like I'm really proud that I've been able to kind of catapult into a business, Fishwife, that's yes, it lives on the internet. Yes, it's a D2C tinned fish company. We'll go into it later, obviously. Mm -hmm. But it feels like a more productive, like tangible thing as opposed to just like 
being caught up in that meme grind. I know you guys know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, it's been something we've been Ooh. thinking about a lot. I know, you what. Know. what's the pivot? You how know? do we, yeah, how do God we get out of it? But uh, you're the blueprint. It's such a real grind. And like, I'm not trying to be like, what was me play the violin of like the plight of the internet content creator, <laughs> but it's not fun and it's not easy and you do not get paid. I don't know. I'm like down on the internet right now, but it's also 9am and I woke up 20 minutes ago. So maybe we should change the subject before. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into the internet. Sorry. Yeah. Whoa. Let's kick off the episode (laughs) by having all the listeners get to know you via what we're all here to talk about. Your skincare and anything related. Amazing. So drop the routine. AM or PM, whichever one you want to go with, or, or both. Any vitamins, okay. anything. Anything um, anything you just want to like, it could be uh, treatments, anything that you just want to let our listeners know. Omega-3s. How, how do you fucking cool. keep so, so glowing? Glowing, yeah. I've got straight up 10 bottles next to me right now. Like I'm ready to dive in. So I guess I should start by saying I'm kind of the queen of hormonal acne um, and acne in general. Struggled with it my whole life. You two pretty boys wouldn't know anything about that. I can tell. Gorgeous, <laughs> glowing angels. Um, so acids and acids and retinols are kind of my best friend. I try to, I try to find the line between exfoliating the exact right amount and over exfoliating. Like when I ro- walk that tightrope, I find that my skin is in good shape. Yes, I ride my skin hard. Yes, don't worry. I give her the nourishing moisturizer and like calming treatments she needs, but she needs to be ridden hard by an acid. I'll tell you that. Um, I got to keep her in line. My skin, she will act up. So I like to don't make me act with up. a tight yeah. fist. I didn't mean to punch my hand implying I abuse my skin. I more mean like I right. rule with an iron keep fist. Her in li- you know? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. So I have incorporated two acid washes that are internet skin favorites into my routine. I'm sure you guys know all about these. So the CeraVe Renewing SA Cleanser, that's CeraVe's salicylic acid cleanser, and then Penoxyl, kind of a tried and true, just loaded with benzoyl peroxide. I've been seeing like a lot of research and Reddit threads that say like skin scientists are experimenting or coming to the conclusion that acids don't need a long time on our skin to reap Mm. the full benefits, which is kind of interesting. So I have recently been incorporating these. Sometimes I alternate them. You know, sometimes I do one in the morning, one at night, alternate with a more gentle cleanser. And I really like them. My skin loves both of these acids. And I've, I really feel like both of these keep my acne kind of yeah, I've been trying out the uh, the Panoxyl on my back knee, so I use it in the shower. I so, feel like LA is yeah. always a little bit ahead of the beat on. They I always. Don't, I don't know anyone here using. I'm also probably not paying attention, but I feel like I don't know that many people using acid cleansers in New York. Acid cleansers, I think, are having a moment in LA, and they'll be coming to New York soon. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, there's a lag. It's so much easier than like because I get so tripped up. Look, I was like you guys. I was putting a leave-on acid treatment. And I was like, do I wait 10 minutes before I do my next step? I don't have time. I'm so over a leave-on acid. But these are just like a quick way to get it going. And in the morning, too, I like to like hit it. And I I do want to point out, wait, 
who uses this on their back? <laughs> this guy. Is that bad? Should okay. I not be doing that? No, it's oh, okay. bad for me that I have the skin of your back. I have the face skin <laughs> oh, of your back skin. Oh, you have the face of my back. Do I, oh, right. That's a nightmare for me. Yeah, um, let's show back. I'll, I'll deal with that later. On the days that I don't use one of those cleansers, but yeah. I still want an acid hit, have you guys ever experimented with this guy, the AHA, BHA, Miracle, 30-Day Miracle Toner? No, no. What brand is that? This is another internet famous thing. This is K-Beauty. It's by Some By Me. I'm obsessed with K-Beauty, oh, as yeah. you'll see in the mm-hmm. routine. Um, I only you know shop a lot of Neogen stuff. We know that. Ooh, ooh, 35mm. You guys go. <laughs> it's in New York. Yeah, New yeah, New yeah. York. There's these washcloths I buy in Mexico. I don't really know what the name is, but... Um, they're the the best exfoliating like washcloth I've ever used in my life. I've tried to find similar ones here in the U.S. They have a similar one there, but it's still not as good. Anyway, long point being that yes, we have. It's like a hard body towel, right? Yeah, yeah. the Goshi's similar to it. It's You'll not as hard it, okay. as like what you gave me from this Mexico, thing, but yeah, the Goshi's yeah. makes your skin bleed. Yeah, <laughs> Korean <laughs> stores ha- usually have those, but okay mm. that. I want to right. circle back to your Mexican underground beauty routine for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, so you continue. You have the floor. Whatever. This is just a toner with AHA, BHA, PHA, and then niacinamide, which I know you guys know. Oh, absolutely. And I know, I know you know, and you know I know. Niacinamide <laughs> is God-level ingredient. Like, I can't mm-hmm. get enough of it. So this is a great thing. It really helps with, like, discoloration. Anyway, so acids aside... Um, I really like to spray this toner on the Tower 28. Okay. SOS. Mm. Do you guys know about this guy? No, no we don't. Pretty, pretty bottle. Oh, uh, yeah. This is why we have this podcast. So we're introduced to new products that we've never really yeah. tried. Yeah. Wow. I'm so ex- interested to hear that. Tower 28 is a new beauty brand founded by a woman who really struggled with eczema. And oh. this toner is like very proprietary and interesting. Its main ingredient is this thing called... I some kind of acid hydro hypochlorous acid and it's apparently a super healing like unbelievable skin renewing ingredient that like is used in plastic surgeon offices a lot Mm, and like mm. i I don't know it's like some magical healing ingredient and it's safe for all skin like sensitive acne dry like it's just a wonder toner yeah and um i really like it It has this vaguely medical earthly smell that i really like Mm. but i'm someone who likes the smell of like gasoline and like weird stuff like that so i'm probably weird um okay let's just talk serums i'm gonna go quick I don't want to take up too much of your no, time. No, take, no, take, take up, up all of our time. Yeah, yeah. We want to know. We want to know how you fell in love with these products, what they do okay. for you. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, this is another K Beauty serum. I use this almost every night. Um, it's the Manio Proxel AC Rescue Ampule. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess it's an ampule, not a serum. <laughs> so sorry, but <laughs> it's extremely calming. It helps. Calm. If I have pimples, it makes them. It really calms them down. It takes mm. down the redness. It it speeds up a pimple's life cycle. I think the main ingredient is like a derivation of tea tree, but it's mm. not like you put it on. It's like that Smells like crazy like, yeah. stinky tea yeah. tree. It's like a very gentle tea tree esque scent. I'm highly recommend. It's kind of expensive. They sell it at uu thirty five mm, but mm-hmm. it's such a great serum if you have acne. It's not like intense or acidic it's just very calming okay Mm -hmm. my favorite moisturizer of all time i keep i keep at least three bottles of this on hand in different rooms 
It's another K Beauty. It's my favorite moisturizer. Oh, Centella, the controversial brand. Why? Oh, Purito. Oh, Purito. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, Purito had their issue with the sunscreen. The I'm sunscreen. not going to get into that. Yeah, okay. yeah it's, it's I'm done not and qualified to speak on <laughs> Korean yeah, sunscreen. Yeah, yeah we are like, as much as I know about the Korean beauty like industry, no, I that whole thing. Yeah, I can't speak on that. But mm, yeah. this is a skin moisturizer that's it's almost like a gel, which my skin loves. I hate a heavy cream. Mm-hmm. Really? What what type of skin I, do you have? What what's your skin type? Babe, it's oily. It's, it's oily. Oh, yeah, it does yeah. not really get dry. And I live in a dry climate too. I live in LA, right. and mm-hmm. that doesn't do. It's that still doesn't dry me out. I am oily, but I also love moisturizing as you guys know as your listeners know even if you're oily that's even more reason to moisturize because your skin might be overproducing oil because it's too dry bottom line there's no such thing as too much moisturizing and if you find the right moisturizer for you ride that horse into into the sunset is what i say bottles put them in every room yeah i've got so many bottles of this i can't get enough it's it's here's what's in it key ingredients a lot of centella asiatica calming decreases redness you can't really go wrong it's almost like a niacinamide in that i feel like it works for every single skin type centella and then there's a bunch of niacinamide in this i mean this is life right yeah. here it helps with pigmentation calming moisture i need to probably oh, pick that I up i love it to so use that morning and night yeah morning and night okay. sometimes i'm lazy i don't moisturize in the morning don't tell anyone huh um and then um different how do you guys feel about built different dude built different yeah. She's uh, built different. Yeah, it built hits different. different. Never, yeah, yeah, never. I've actually never used different. Um, but okay. uh, it's on the list of things to try. I, I, I'm I'm in love with the packaging. Your back might like it, considering your back is kind of like my face, as we've <laughs> yeah, learned. Um, my, I was certainly looking at using this on. My busted back. <laughs> yeah, it has clapped your, back. Excuse me, your busted back <laughs> is my busted face. <laughs> I would certainly look into, I would certainly look into all of these products for your do you, back. Do you spot um, treat it? Do you spot treat it with the different? No, a no. different is pea size amount. Over. It goes okay. all over the face. The thing is, I was always wondering if I need to like spot treat my back. I just can't do that. I would have to like call someone in to do it. I have a recommendation for your back, but we'll circle back. Okay, cool. Oh, we'll circle, circle back. back to that. We'll circle back. All right. Um, that's pretty much it, you guys. Um, I'll just round it out with my favorite sunscreen. It's a tried oh, and true. It's always. Elta. Elta Big MD. fans here. Damn. You. She loves you know, her dermatologist. What? When it's good, it's, it's good. <laughs> And for my acne-prone brothers and sisters out there, uh, sunscreen that incorporates niacinamide that I know won't break me out, yeah. mm-hmm. babe, stock up, add to cart, okay? Like, this is the one. Good stuff. What a, I'm just, I love it. And then I'm, I'm going to do one last one. Shout no, out to yeah. Um, I think this is my favorite clay mask. It's medicated with salicylic acid. Oh, yes. oh the ordinary yes. one. Yep. Can't so go good. It's seven bucks. Acid. Rest yeah. in peace. I saw so you guys might use some ordinary products. I was looking at an older oh, skincare routine article. Yeah, yeah. No, we no longer currently no ordinary products. Well, here's the thing. We, I mean, yeah, I don't. I mean, as a as a as a moment Excuse. of silence for the owner that uh, KMS. Oh we, shit! Uh, oh man, RIP. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, I just uh, my ordinary products we used to, but mine kept like going bad pretty quickly, and then I got lazy about. What I'm trying to say is we started getting sent other products and now I appreciate the honesty. Yeah. I tried, I tried to come up with something there, but I couldn't. Um, so yeah, that's why I haven't 
uh, I haven't gone back to the ordinary, but good good products for the price. Yes, concentrated products for the price. What do your okay? So as someone who's gotten yeah. sent like truly dizzying amount of skincare products in their life, mm-hmm. what do the people around you think? Like your friends, your family, your partners? Like yeah. do they get it? Are they jealous? Are they like trying to? you know, raid your stuff. I'm so curious. You know, they get, they start getting a little greedy. Oh, do they? No, you, I mean, usually, yeah, usually they don't think, well, my mom is like, she got me into skincare. So right off the bat, she was like, I, I deserve some of these products, send them my way. And of course I sent her a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, my sister tried to act like she didn't really care. And now she's always asking if I have anything extra laying around. Yeah. My partners, yeah, they kind of play it off. Then you give them a little, a little taste and, and all of a sudden they don't want to buy their yeah. own products anymore. I've heard something like, what do you got for me today? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. When someone walks in my space, go, what, what do you got for me today? But hey, I yeah. love, I mean, as you know, there's just too many products to try. Yeah. So I do like, we're very. You have to give them away. We're very you start giving. drowning in them. Exactly. Yeah. We're very giving. I'm kind of in a drought right now, but. Um, yeah, you've gone through it That's all? a cry for help. Um, so anyone's listening. Yes. Yeah. Send yeah, us, send us new. yeah. Lock him up. Send him to the psych institute. I. I found that I got kind of a bad rap amongst my friends because oh. I started to re-gift products for like special events and even birthdays. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm a re-gifter. What do you want from me? I'm half Jewish. I'm half per- <laughs> all Jewish, I should say. It's like we re-gift. That's my culture. Yeah. Happy Happy Jewish New Year. This is my culture. My culture is not a costume. And yeah, my friends were like, I could tell like they wouldn't be excited when I would give them what I thought were cool products because they knew that I had gotten them for free anyway. It's a cautionary tale um, for sure. Oh, sorry. One last product. Shout out to a classic, Cosrx Snail Mucin. It's never led me wrong. It's healing. It's moisturizing. It feels like snail jizz. It's it's (laughs) a great product. I, I... I'm sorry, but it's it's in the routine for life. I love this stuff. Yeah. What more could you want? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm mad I phased that out for some reason. I should just bring it back in. Just feel it's like definitely it's a, it's a heady like, hitter, you know? It's not an intuitive product to reach for because you have to kind of be like, okay, I'm, I've washed my face. I've toned. Now I have to put on this straight up gelatinous, <laughs> <Yeah>. viscous, like snail <laughs> secretion. And then I can jump back into the routine. Like yeah. it's not intuitive. You have right. to kind of find a place for it, but mm-hmm. it's, I just know that it's supposed to be really healing. So as someone who always has like acne scars or like acne things healing, I mean, people are listening to this. Like, why should I listen to this girl? Her face is someone's back. She has, acne. <laughs> but I swear I've, I've struggled with acne my whole life. Like, it's just part of whatever. But anyway, yeah. that stuff's great. Damn. Okay, anything anything prescribed? Do you see a dermatologist? No, difference over the counter now. Do I see a dermatologist? That's such a loaded question. I, is it a personal me. question? It is. I'm <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's not negative. It's just I should in theory see one, but mm. I've had so many bad experiences yeah. with dermatologists. Mm. I have been going to them on and off my whole life. Like, yeah, when I was 13 or whatever and I had acne, of course my parents were responsible and like took me to a dermatologist. It was like an old man in Burbank. (laughs) You guys don't live in LA. That's a suburb of LA Mm -hmm. who like didn't know, you know, he would just, they throw topicals at you. And it's not like 
an intuitive, thoughtful look at like what's causing the acne. Uh, how can we nourish it and treat it? It's very much like that old school, like, let's dry it out. Let's throw random topicals at you. And I would like try topicals and they wouldn't work. I probably like wasn't using them right. I wasn't like moisturizing enough. Like I wasn't given the, in my opinion, like holistic Mm -hmm. skincare advice that I would expect from a professional. So I would go back and be like, did it work? I'd be like, no, they're like, try this one. So it's like, I have this negative association with dermatologists and I've been on Accutane multiple times. So like I view them as like evil Western, like they're totally not withstanding for like skin cancer or like other skin issues. Like if I have eczema or like PD or something like, of course I'm going to go to a dermatologist or a doctor, but like for acne, I've gotten so much more knowledge and like understood my skin so much better from Reddit threads mm-hmm. and like Rio Vieira Newton and like right. shout out yeah going yeah. to ooh thirty five mm like those have been the tools that have helped me understand my skin so much better yeah um but I hey never say never if I found like a sick ass female dermatologist who like specialized in hormonal acne I would be the first person in her fucking office always accepting right. re- recommendations I'm down um. Sorry, I was messing with the Zoom. Yeah, I'm always curious. We're curious about um, people's experience with the dermatologist because we've, or he went for a serious issue recently for the first time, but I've never been. I've been to dermatologists in Mexico. Um, you and Mexico. Well, because I don't have health care. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to take a little trip. All my family lives there too. So when I'm down there, I oh, get the blood sick. work. I go to the dermatologist. I get my, I get my teeth clean. I do the whole works. Yep. 100%. You could get a BBL while you're yeah, down there. Yeah, you should get the BBL. Oh. Yeah, my mom's trying to sell me on baby Botox down there, which we'll, oh, we'll discuss. Oh, you should. I just got baby Botox for the first time recently, and it was life-changing. Yeah, we. Um, I think we were listening to a little podcast episode where you... This is your new crusade, selling everybody on baby Botox. Yeah, let's hear the review. Right. Let's hear, let's hear what wonders it's done for you. What made you, yeah, like how are you introduced to it? If you're thinking it? about it, if it's on your mind and it, you're thinking about it, don't walk, run. <laughs> don't even think one more second about it. Damn. It is going to change your life. It helped me in so many ways. First of all, like I'm like you guys, I had like little lines starting to form. And look, I'm all about aging. I'm all about... Baby lines. I had like 11. I had like little things happening. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, they're not bad. Like, I don't really mind them. But again, the point of baby Botox is to what? Prevent them from forming in a deeper way. Because once those lines get deep set, you're done. Mm. So I'd also like... my eyebrows, I you know the whole thing of like eyebrows are supposed to be si- cousins or sisters, not twins. Yeah, yeah, it's not really symmetrical, really. Yeah. yeah, mine were like strangers on the street. They were like one. They were doing different things, and <laughs> I would try to like. I was like, okay, one side is like kind of drooping a little bit, and mm-hmm. I have like a a new face, and I was like always trying to like microcurrent it up, but <laughs> that was just like putting Neosporin on a gunshot wound. Like there was something muscular happening. Yeah. And the Botox helped. The Botox like evened out my whole forehead. The lines are gone. My eyebrows are like way more in sync. They're like talking to each other again. And it's also like, yes, my forehead does look weirdly smooth, but I get so many, and I can like obviously express, I'm raising my eyebrows, but there's like a weird smoothness that happens to your forehead that I didn't quite expect. Like it looks like, not shiny in a bad way, but it does look a little bit shiny and smooth. Looks okay. youthful. And, 
But now when I wear a mask, I show up anywhere and I swear to God, consistently, every time people go, your skin looks so good. (laughs) Because my forehead's like beaming. It looks like, it looks like Dr. Phil's, the top of Dr. Phil's head. It's like shiny and smooth. I'm sure he's um, getting shit injected into it too, you know? Oh, absolutely. He has to be. He's getting baby Botox all over his dome. Yeah. Well, I think like a big misconception, I don't know, like how much men pay attention to this, but it's so funny when like there's, they're just so oblivious to the fact that like every, like all dudes out in like LA, not all of them, but like they're getting, they're getting Botox, like very, very mm-hmm. like okay. s- small amounts of it. And it's all over a progression of time. So you don't really notice. So you just don't even notice until you get like whatever, like a facelift or something. Uh, yeah. And I'm not someone who notices like plastic surgery. I'm very like not detail oriented. So I never notice when people have that stuff, but I think it looks good. I think there's nothing wrong with taking care of yourself. Yeah. Also, I hate to correct you. I think the medical term is Brotox when oh. a guy gets it. <laughs> oh I'm my so God. sorry. Oh, I'm damn. so sorry. I hate being that person. Well, I'll, but, never, I'll never say, uh, I'll say it correctly next time. You gotta get, you guys gotta get, you guys gotta get it. Yeah, well, if you want it. So we're gonna take a little field trip to get yeah, we'll some Brotox. Yeah, we'll get some Brotox. We'll film it. We'll, we'll ask the <laughs> listeners, should we get Brotox? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll make a poll today. We'll should poll. we get Brotox? And if um, yes, yes, we'll we'll do it. Maybe if we can get it, if we get it written <laughs> off or someone who can like uh, do it for free, or we take another trip down to Mexico. Oh yeah, we'll go down to Mexico and get. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, this is all right. sick. That's Baby. so sick. So yeah, Botox, get it. Dermatologists don't see them. <laughs> don't see them. Um, yeah. yeah, it's pretty. I'm kind of loving my life for right acne. Now. For acne, because I was gonna say it's like yeah. I mean, I get it for the most part. It's like they're they're mostly there trained to like help people like prescribe them for those like uh, very serious skin issues or like skin cancer. So it's like somebody comes in with like hormonal acne or like, you know, they're, they're, they're all like, Oh, they're just a few things you can do. Cause they're not really like, they're not scouring Reddit well, to figure this shit out. Totally. Yeah. And I'm not, they're doctors. They know a million times more than me, but they're like, have you heard of spot treating it with benzoyl peroxide? Yeah. I'm like, dude, I am. <laughs> I've done that. So That's why deep I'm here. on, like, do not offend me with such a simple thing. They're like, have you like considered, um, <laughs> like, using a an acid? Have you heard of salicylic acid? I'm like, I'm like, which derivation, bitch? Like, of course <laughs> I've heard of it. Anyway, right. so yeah, mm, yeah, that's what's up with me. Do you guys? Do you guys get facials? How? Where do you stand on Yo, facials? Um, pro facial. I, uh, you know, man, I love facials. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We got some merch out. Um, yeah, I want to get a really nice. Mm. I think we both haven't gotten like. I've a, seen that merch. Great, great, great. I think we both haven't gotten like a very nice facial yeah. in New York. I've we've both been to Globar here, and I have the membership, so I'm going. I forget some months. I'm going almost every month because mm-hmm. it's affordable. But um, it's it's just it's very like surface. Not that it's it's great if Globar's listening. It's a fast it's a fast casual facial. The best fast casual facial. On they would the probably hate that if they heard us say <laughs> no, that. The best. <laughs> no, it's the sweet green of facials that you want. Yeah, it's the yeah. luxury fast casual. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing that, and obviously it's great for like uh, T zone congestion. Right. But Extracting, I want yeah. I want the works. I we want, gotta go to Sophie, dude. We gotta go to Sophie. Pavitt. I know. I'm also recently into micro needling. Have you, have you, do you have any experience with microneedling? Morpheus 8, do these words mean anything to you? <laughs> I'm so, I'm so into microneedling. I haven't personally done it or bought the tools, but I've researched it a lot mm-hmm. and I want to do it. 
Um, and I really respect you if you're doing microneedling at home, like the whole thing. I'm, I'm looking for professional because yeah. um, I don't trust myself. But yeah, I'm like scared to do it myself. Like yeah. I like the idea of it, but it's like soak the needles in alcohol. I'm like, okay, that's one step too many. No. For me. Yeah, yeah the, <laughs> there's I, no soaking. I'm going lazy. On here it's too yeah. much. Yeah, when you don't have a lot of counter space and you live in a big city like New York and LA, like I can't be doing like <laughs> extreme invasive tools that require soaking and like different steps. Like I don't have the counter space for that. Mm. Like straight up. Same. Yeah, I feel that. Um, this, yeah, this uh, laptop's about to fall because I don't need camera space. But, um, all right, do we have any more skincare? Well, you right? know, maybe like a well, you know, wellness and other beauty shit. How do you get? How do you get beatified? Yeah, Caroline. How do you? What's? Are, what, do you, are you a makeup person? What like what? What else is going on? Like how? I'm so. I'm like so. Yeah, I'm a glamour girl. Glamour girl, hundred percent, big time. Makeup every single day. If I'm not wearing a lip color. I feel naked. Also, my nails always have to be... Damn. Nice. Those are sick. Yeah, these are my real <laughs> nails. They're long as fuck. I think oh, I just really? come wow. from like healthy stock, like Jewish, like mm. babushkas and stuff. So my nails and hair are like very strong, like an mm. ox. It's all that. Also, yeah. it's all the omega-3s from all your, uh, your canned fish. Yeah. I'm eating a lot of canned fish and that... It's good for your skin. It's good for your hair. It's good for your nails. You're so right. Calcium and sardines... Forget about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to strengthen these hair follicles. If you, uh, if you got any tips for us or for me, I First guess. First of all, yeah, are you getting regular trims? I gotta ask. Once a month. That's really good. Okay. Well, I. I then you're fine. <laughs> That's oh, it. Oh yeah. Then yeah. The, uh, then the problems inside you. Yeah. No. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you, yeah, yeah. How is your scalp care? Are you mm. taking care of your scalp? Maybe a little scalp scrub, a little rubber scalp massager. Um, I've been doing, uh, Sunday Riley sent us this scalp treatment a while back. Um, could be expired by now. I don't know, but I'm doing that maybe like once every two weeks. I recently started using these products by this brand called Briogeo and I've got like a biotin and ginseng shampoo. I love Briogeo. They're a classic, great, clean hair brand. Yes. Woman owned. Yeah. Um, I really like the Briogeo charcoal peppermint scalp scrub. It's okay. It's a holy grail for me. It feels so good. It makes your scalp tingle. Mm. And um, it's got really fine scrubbers. Like a lot of scalp scrubs have these like thick, coarse, like things that I'm like washing out of my hair and Mm. they like stay in there. But that Briogeo and then combined, you guys should get a rubber scalp massager and keep it in the shower. And even with regular shampoo, when you do it on your scalp, it feels so good. It's so stimulating. And it's so important. Like our scalps don't get stimulated. Yeah. Yeah. My big fear with like doing even that doing all that it's gonna all fall it's out. it's all gonna fall out you know i gotta hold i gotta hold on to my uh what the hair i got you know well you know my dad went on rogaine like early in his 30s yeah it's kind of interesting something to think about yeah. if you're mm. scared of further loss um also i mean people love biotin biotin's classic um, or like the shark one i can't remember what it's called oh, but the one that's made of like sh- Viviscal, which is hard to get now. I feel like it's like illegal. Yeah, Wait, is that what? It, that's yeah. Paige Elkington. She told us about um, was that. Was talking about Viviscal Pro, so I was trying to get it, but um, yeah, it's kind of hard. It's on Amazon, but I don't trust like Amazon. I know. Well, I also when I went to France, I found out about this like French hair vitamin, okay. and oh. it's like Viviscal and like Biotin combined into one like super hair machine. 
Yeah. I can't remember the name. I'll oh, look I'm it a, up while we're talking. I'm going to need that because I'm going to France in a couple of weeks. So I'm going to get, what's that? A313. A313. I'm stock up. Oh, A313. Oh my God. I have yeah. like French pharmacy talk is like a whole other podcast. I Last time I went to City Pharma, I spent, I think like $800. Oh, I dropped what? some damn, and I um, had to ship it all back via DHL. Shit was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Well, we, and I yeah, do we just got back to Mexico. That. and We like we as as we stockpiled on all the fucking tretinoin. Yeah, there. we bought like, like, just like forty everything. bottles of tret. Yo, yes, pick me up some next time you're there. Yeah, I will find you. out the French vitamin. I have to look in my stuff. I'll send it to you guys. Don't worry, send it through. Okay, hair care. But um, um yo, yeah, hair care. Hair care is important. Um, but I don't know. I'm also like a really busy person. So I just kind of have to make do with what time I have. It's very mm-hmm. like minimal. Like how could I look as glamorous as possible with minimal effort? That's yeah. kind of my mantra. Um, and yeah, it's like a lot of multitasking products. Yeah. It's so funny to talk to guys about skincare and makeup. Like this is such an, I'm having, I'm having an out of body experience. <laughs> oh wow. I'm like, it's I'm so used to, cause I've so internalize that like men don't not that skincare has a gender sure, obviously right, that's what but, saying but mm, i've yeah. so internalized that like men don't want to fucking hear about this shit like my boyfriend doesn't want to hear me talk about my skincare my makeup like it's boring to them so like i'm talking to you guys and i totally projecting but i'm like they don't care like they're getting bored <laughs> like anytime any one of your eyes like yeah. slightly yeah. goes in a different direction i'm like they they're bored right. i'm it's like i feel like i'm at a club or something <laughs> talking to like two cool guys and like they hate me i'm like <laughs> truly having an out-of-body experience talking to you guys about skincare and it's blowing my mind that you're interested well in it's like stuff. that reverse meme of that guy in her ear like being oh, yeah. like yo you're like so, you heard the new clb or something you know what i mean yeah like, yeah no, no, no we are very interested. Yeah, I mean, we, this is like weird. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no we all, it's have I, that out of body experience. Yeah, I get. We, uh, I, I do have the same thing. Like when when we'll meet people out, uh, especially guys that are like, oh, you have a skincare podcast, and they yeah. like ask like very uninformed questions. Yeah, but like as soon as I start answering, I I start to get the same feeling. Like, wait, okay, this guy actually didn't care to know this much detail about it because yeah. i mean we like spent a lot to, we grew up in the midwest so like i i really evan was kind of like the first like guy that i talked to skincare about that seemed like he he cared so i still i still get that too when i'm when i'm talking to guys but um right or the thing is i'm always usually surprised like uh those guys we met like a couple weeks ago who oh yeah like, we, oh man all right they go all right big question for you guys toner is it, is it, uh, oh, I forgot should you that. use it? And I was like, if you want, like you could, yeah, use it if you want. Yeah. But, no, we're, we're having the same experience all the time. Yeah. Also, if our eyes are darting, it's cause we're checking our Cause notes. we're fucking bored. No, yeah. <laughs> I can, I'm, I'm okay. I'm coping and it's okay if your eyes dart, just know that I'm having a full blown existential crisis yeah. as I'm telling you guys about my hair vitamins no like, we love it the well, listeners love it but um speaking about your hair vitamins and how busy you are fishwife fishwife how does one get into canned fish yeah how did what made you want to get into it how did one it start does, yeah one does not simply walk into canned fish <laughs> lord of the ring reference um a movie I just saw for the first time like two weeks ago. Um, wow. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, it was 
100% a pandemic business. Um, I'm kind of pathologically entrepreneurial. Like I was hustling merch through Flex. official Sean Penn in like a deranged, aggressive way and made a pretty, a pretty like sizable amount of money from just like blood, sweat and tears making merch. And I learned so much inadvertently about like running an online business, even though it was like totally baby's first business and not a real business. Mm -hmm. I like learned so much about shipping and customer service, like the more like day to day parts of running like a online cottage business. Yeah. (laughs) So I was quarantining with my good friend, Becca, and I pathologically entrepreneurial as I am. I didn't have a writer's job. I didn't have a job at the time, which gave me more space to think about starting a business. <laughs> right. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. It's like, if I what don't do I have do? a job, yeah. like get out that? of my way. Cause I will start a business. Yeah. Like it's, it's a real problem. And we, I eat a lot of canned fish. I love canned fish. Mm. Like it's such a classic genre for me. I grew up eating it in all its yeah. forms. Like I preach the benefits of sardines. I, I, love tuna, like all of the above. And I've always talked about it on Glowing Up. I think they're such a slept on food for our generation. I think we're seeing, obviously, the tides are turning on that. Yo, yeah. But Becca and I were like at the store and we're like, there's, it seems like there's um, a gap in the market for a domestically sourced, super traceable and transparent mm-hmm. Just like cause seafood, that the seafood industry is kind of like sketchy. I'm worried about the mercury. And yeah, it's not. Yeah, mercury, uh, fishing practices, like overfishing, like all these things the consumer kind of knows about, mm-hmm. but like maybe the packaging doesn't tell them like where their seafood is from, and like it just seems like there was such a gap in the market for an American company that was really well branded and marketed specifically towards young people to do all those things, but also like make a really tasty tinned fish product. Yeah. So we were like, what if we just went ahead and popped off on that? And (laughs) we just dove in head first. And it was so fun. Uh, I have been working full time on other things in addition to Fishwife pretty much since. Yeah. My partner, Becca, is like really leading the way. She works full time on Fishwife now, which is so exciting. And we just popped off. We got like a really great team together. We got an amazing artist who does our packaging mm-hmm. that I think is like the heart and soul of the brand. And we started working with amazing sources for like our trout is sourced from Idaho. It's this incredible rainbow trout grown at this farm where there's like no antibiotics or hormones and they're there's like waterfalls that power the farm. Like it's truly this like idyllic place to get yeah, trout. The from. trout are happy. The salmon, the trout are very happy. And the salmon comes from like the world's best salmon farm, or we, we, we call them aquaculture. Um, it's in Norway. And Uh-oh. a big problem with salmon farms is sea lice. And then usually salmon farms like react to that by putting antibiotics in their feed. Mm-hmm. But at this place, they use these symbiotic creatures called lump suckers which are like little parasites but they're like cute and they eat the sea lice off the salmon so there's no need for any medicinal intervention Ah, wow that's cool yeah and they provide like all the salmon to all the whole foods in the world like so our fish are coming from like the leading sources of ethical and sustainable and 
like healthy aquaculture. I mean, I know seafood's definitely a shady business. Like Seaspiracy is for sure eye-opening. It's like really one-sided and it doesn't really, I think, dive into like the good work that's being done in aquaculture. Um, yeah, it's a really, and our, yeah, our stuff is smoked and canned at these small like family-owned canneries um, in the, in Oregon and near Oregon. So anyway, yeah, it's been, it's less than a year old. We've been popping off big time. It's great. Where can the listeners purchase some Fishwife? You could purchase Fishwife on our website, eatfishwife.com. I think by the time this podcast comes out, we'll have launched our newest product, which is smoked salmon. It's coming out on Yom Kippur for my Jews. Um, Yeah. Sick. So fucking good. It's really smoky. I I don't usually like canned salmon products, but this Mm. is the only one I've ever liked. It's really smoky. It's really silky. Mm. It's like in this delicious olive oil. You could have it alone. Squeeze a lemon in the can. Mix it with some cream fraiche or some cream cheese. Yeah. Put it in a pasta. Like, truly, there's no there's no limit to what you can do. If you live in the New York area, you can find us at Dimes. Oh, you can really? find okay. us I didn't know that. Heard I'll, of it? I'll have to go pick it off. Unfortunately. <laughs> I've never heard of that place. Um, uh, wow. We're going to have to go I'll pick it go up. Pick, I'll pick it up. I live by there. So immediately I'll after up. this uh, episode. We're, we're doing a Rodera event at Rodora, Rodera Wine. Oh, oh yeah, wait, in, um, uh, Fort Greene, right? I love. Wait, when are you? Wait, it's already there. You're having a pop up. Yeah, what is this? September twenty fifth. I don't no. think it's been announced, but it, I no, you're not going to be there. The you're going to be day? getting Botox in Mexico. Exactly. That's my girlfriend's no. birthday, but I'll, I'll, I'll come. Um, <laughs> oh, is it only one? No, I'm going to be. In, Bring I get your back, girlfriend. I get back yeah. from Paris. Um, she's a big canned fish. Uh, she's a big She'll fish wife, yeah. You know? um, wow, she sounds like she's got good taste. <laughs> well, the thing is, I didn't really look. We grew up landlocked. <laughs> we grew up landlocked. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, I'm so curious to hear where in the Midwest you guys grew up. Kansas. Kansas. And, and did we you can grow get up into- together? Ish. Sort of. Ish. Um, I, I moved to. I was born in Mexico City, but I moved to Kansas um, in third grade, and then we met on MySpace in seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The listeners know the products story. of the internet. They're sick of it. They're like, we get it, we get it. You guys you met guys, on MySpace. You guys had a band on MySpace. We had a band, oh um, my and then, God. Um, but we reconnected in Chicago, which we should talk about because we oh, moved yes. to Chicago yes. for a little bit. Um, but yeah, so like we like uh, I, I can't speak for Emilio, but I didn't really grow up on fish of any kind at all because there's probably nothing really great sourced mm-hmm. at all. Canned fish was probably yeah. a big resource uh, for people who you wanted heard fish. Of tilapia. I have not ever I've um, not heard tilapia. of that. Uh, tilapia, yeah, yeah. Um, that like a little bit of a cat. No, not cat. Catfish. Sword, swordfish. <laughs> yeah, like what are Midwest fishes that people? Tilapia for sure. Uh, um, oh, like a like a fillet of fish that's like a haddock. Yo, uh, uh, you know, you long john silvers. You know, like <laughs> oh my god, go in there, get some fucking just fast, fast, fast. That's that's what it, it's real though. Like a Midwest thing is like a flaky white fish that's fried. Yeah, yeah it's fried yeah, fish. Right. You know, because the thing yeah. is, yeah, you can't. You're not. Gonna... I love fried fish. I'm not. Look, I'm not a fish snob. I just make the classiest tin fish in the world. I love. I, like, I would. I would prefer. You know, they're all the trad wife discourse. Just like transfer over to fish wife fish discourse. Wife. You know, like. Let's let's talk about like fishwives. Like, um, I'm just mad I'm not gonna be here for this. I'm, I'm on your I'm on your Instagram. I'm on fishwives Instagram right now. Um, oh, I haven't announced it yet. Oh, I'm so oh. sad that you're not gonna be there too. Uh, this was gonna be, be so here. fun. I Redora Wine Bar is my favorite wine bar. 
in oh. all of New York. So I'm really gutted. But our products are sold there. So the next time you're there, okay. you can pick oh, amazing. up a can. Cool. You've mentioned before that uh, canned, canned fish is for hot girls. Hot girl discourse always coming up. Um, did you recently see the whole entire uh, whole milk hot girl discourse or no? Yeah, the new whole milk. Yeah, the new food for hot girls is whole milk. I heard about this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like trying to distance myself from this. I feel like it, that phrase, we embraced the phrase hot girls eat tinned fish, but I think it kind of hit like a cultural tipping point and then yes. people kind of turned on it. And mm-hmm. like it became this like meta, like what does it even mean? Like a hot girl food. There were like articles in response to other articles, and I was like, okay, this right. is too much. It's, all it's we lost meant on was meeting, like, yeah. All we're trying to do is tin fish has like not everyone in our generation's on board with tin fish. Okay, mm-hmm. some people associate it with their grandparents who grew up in the Great Depression and would eat tuna. Some people associate sardines with their like grandpa with ear hair who likes to eat them because he like grew up eating them in the twenties, yeah. like. We are just of the mindset that tin fish needed a little bit of rebranding. It needed to be like associated with like young, hot, healthy people, men and mm-hmm. women, you know, it, and that's all we're trying to do. So we like embraced this idea that hot girls eat tin fish. And my whole thesis is like, not only do hot people eat tin fish and you'd be surprised, but I think it's a feedback loop. I think tin fish makes you hot as we touched on before yeah i think it's a total feedback loop like chicken or egg situation right Mm -hmm. as we touched on before tin fish has innumerable health benefits first of all it's pure protein like literally name one hot girl or hot person i should say that doesn't pretty much exist on protein there's a lot of people people in new york who don't eat i mean but not like a not like a kind of dysmorphic shaming kind of way i'm just saying like you know i don't know (laughs) no 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 no. okay let's just say uh, protein is a key part of any hot person's Pray, diet healthy it's the building look. blocks of muscle it's healthy like blah 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 yeah it's yeah not the heroin chic look <laughs> yeah no it's fish which has a smaller carbon footprint than mm. you know some other forms of animal protein and mm-hmm. reducing your carbon footprint is pretty much the hottest thing you could do and then the vitamins like like i mentioned sardines which we sell have calcium because mm-hmm. not to freak you out but the bones are in sardines they they melt mm. and disintegrate when you eat like they're not they're not gross right mm. but they have more calcium than a glass of milk and you know what happens to you if you don't eat calcium you know what happens when you get old you bones get a break. fucking hump the hump you get a literal hump yeah like, like so like, that's yeah that's uh yeah my dad used to really uh push calcium on me whenever we'd see some old person like that i'd be like that's that's gonna be you in 30 years at yo t- your dad is fucking spot on which makes sense because at the time assessment. i was like 12 <laughs> but and as someone who doesn't eat as someone who doesn't eat dairy because of skincare concerns Ooh, full yes. circle Boom. i gotta take my calcium where i can get it yeah um, absolutely omega-3s vitamin d skin health hair blah 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 buzzwords um yeah no it's all connected. Well, I wanted, I wanted to go back to, you know, hopefully, hopefully listeners came here to listen because they love you because you are the, the up star or I guess of the former the podcast glowing up. Hiatus um, podcast. Also, you've been around on the for a long time. Writer extraordinaire. But we would love to talk to you about Chicago. How long were you in Chicago? I 
would love to talk about Chicago. I lived in Chicago for four years when I went to Northwestern and Evanston, North Shore. And to be honest, guys, like, I was so stuck in the suburbs. I was going to Old Orchard Mall on the weekends. <laughs> I was pretty much kicking in the North Shore. Like, mm-hmm, yeah. I... I would go to Chicago for like doctor's appointments and like once in a while with my cool friends to like Bucktown or like Ooh. Wicker Park. But uh, yeah. I was so I've heard Bucktown. I was so not yo, yeah. I was I wasn't cool enough. And my biggest regret in life, honest to God, is I didn't like spend more time in Chicago because mm. I do think it is the greatest American city, no offense, New York. Whoa. Wow, really? Of, you really okay. <laughs> I think it's just it's more true. like <laughs> Yeah, if yeah. true, yeah. Um It's there's something so quintessentially like deeply American about it. Yeah. And it's like built in this like impossible place and like it's so beautiful and it's so slept on. Like I think it's this it was burned Weird down. Utopia built back up. It was burned up. down. It came back. Yes, the food is straight up disgusting. It's gotten like, better. Well, you think? I think Chicago's food is better than the, New York food. Chicago, Chicago food. has great rest. I'm so sorry. Let me rephrase. I do. Chicago has some of the most amazing restaurants ever. But like, I will never get on board with the amount of meat consumption that's encouraged. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, no, yeah. In Agreed. that place, like, I love a hot dog. Love a Chicago style hot dog. But it's more like. Deep dish, like hot meats, yeah. I can't, like I Vienna can't, beef. Yeah, I can't do the deep dish either. I'm like one bite is enough. Yeah, it's it's good. disgusting. It's not yeah, good. It's not even like, good. <laughs> it would be different if it stayed hot the whole entire time, but it doesn't. I know, think you yeah, need a, you need a thin New York slice. That's what you need. But um, yeah, I, like uh, so you you hung up with the uh, North Shore because you were in Evanston, right? That's where Northwestern yeah, is, right? I always yeah. forget. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Between suburb. all the other beautiful universities there, but um. Yeah, uh, did you ever make it out to King Spa? Have you heard of the What's King Spa? What's that? Oh, it's like the one uh, Korean spa in uh, Chicago where it's like it's in Evanston, right? Um, it's in the or suburbs. Like, I don't think it's in Evanston. Okay, okay. But uh, no, I was just curious because it's like like a big skincare destination in, uh, in people Chicago. travel from all over the world to go to King Spa. Yeah. Not really. Because there's really? a lot of there are Korean spas no, in... Not, um, not actually, but it is... In LA, right? Like, I've, never, yeah. I've only been in LA like once. Oh my God, there's so many Korean spas in LA. Like there's different kinds for different things. There's one that's designated for like gay hookups. There's <laughs> one that's like has the best um, like different rooms. We Spa has like a clay room oh, and there's like these little spa, clay yeah. balls. Is that a part of the, like, uh, the WeWork uh, <laughs> sphere? We Spa? Yeah, it's an Adam Newman, <laughs> a, Adam Neumann project. Wait, is it really? Um, no. no, it's not. Okay. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> What's going on in there? Yeah. No, LA's the capital of Korean spas. Yeah. When I was in, oh my God, sorry, I'm plugging in my computer. Mm, oh, you guys are running my battery down. This conversation's so good. Wait, I got to get this. I got to get oh, this take, juice yeah, too. Take, take, take some of the juice. Yeah, I'm trying to think of my favorite things about Chicago. To be honest, I have kind of a dark thing about Chicago that with the first day it snowed at Northwestern, uh-huh. oh. it was like it was like the first time I ever saw real snow. I'm mm-hmm. not kidding. It was um, like January because I was off for winter break that I came back. So it was like yeah. the first day back from winter break and it was snowing. I immediately slipped on black ice and just shattered my ankle. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I had so many friends that broke bones. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah, that's... I didn't know. Blacked no out one... on black ice, you know. 
It was like out the gate. It was, I'm not kidding you when I say it was the first day it snowed. Uh, it was so uh, fucking embarrassed. It was like A, painful, B, humiliating to be that person. C, like, I, like, my whole life, it was freshman year. I was fucked. Like, oh, I had to get shit. surgery. Oh and then I had to drive around on a broken leg scooter. Have you guys seen those? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're so. I wasn't going to do crutches. I was like, I'm not slipping again on black ice. Like right. I need something with four wheels that's stable. <laughs> so I was a full on freshman who had surgery and would drive around on a leg scooter for, I was like popular. I was like in a sorority and like did a lot of like comedy and improv at school. That was yeah. like my whole life. But still like I can never quite shake that association of like years later, I'd be like a junior. People were like, oh, you're the girl that was on a scooter. Oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh yeah, like I saw you in the dining hall, like yeah. balancing a tray on your scooter. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Well, that's um, uh, uh, so like, sh- I love Chicago, but she hurt me. The winters are. Oh, I thought you said the best. The no, best. The, fucking love the, the brutal. They're the yeah. most brutal things ever. Um, yeah. If that didn't get you, something else would have gotten you uh, further down the, the line. The improv community will. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tell us about the improv community. Didn't you say like I, I think I read somewhere you were like, yeah, I really don't want to be a part of Second City like culture. I took acting like, classes. Yeah. At Second City. So like you like I need to go back to L.A. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I definitely did some classes at Second City. I was like so sold on the fantasy of Chicago being the comedy capital of the world, and it was a very like old school. Like, I was, like, kind of behind the times. Like, why didn't I just go to school in New York and, like, do UCB? I'm not quite sure. But, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I'm a traditional girl. I'm, like, old-fashioned. Like, I totally bought into the fantasy that, like, Chicago was, like, the mecca for comedy. That's where, mm-hmm. like, the real comedians go. Like, right. that's where you really learn. With their chops. And it's true. Like, Northwestern was a huge comedy school. And I did so much improv, which sounds lame and it is lame, but like at the time, you know, I thought I was like king shit running that bitch on multiple improv teams. Like, uh, uh-uh, I was untouchable. But um, and a lot of my friends like live in LA, like and are doing really cool things and really successful. Like, I think Northwestern was like a great breeding ground for super talented comedy mm, writers yeah. and performers. But um, yeah, like I did a class. I've done a lot of classes at like UCB, mm-hmm. Second City, and mm-hmm. none of them ever worked for me. Like I was never able to finish and like take them to their natural conclusion because I was always just so depressed being surrounded by like people in their like yeah. late 30s and 40s <laughs> who were like trying to make the dream work. And I was <laughs> always like, I'm so ahead of these people. Like, I don't have a team spirit, to be honest. Like, I'm a very, like, individualistic person. And, like, the thought of, like, I'm going to work at UCB and, like, take the classes and, like, be part of this community for, like, seven years and, like, teach. And, like, the way that you become part of those, like, comedy communities was so not for me. I was like, babe, like, I'm going to strike out on my own and, like, make it happen for myself in any way that I can and I do not want to hang around all these people. Like, I've got enough friends. Yeah. Peace. I'm good. It can, it can so I was always depressing. just, like, very rejecting of, like, I guess you would say, like, community. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck community. Fuck community. Humans don't need that. No, humans that's not why we're de- That's not why we're depressed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my Chicago experience. Like, truly so much improv. But then I just came right back to L.A. Um, 
I did some internships in New York at like the Jimmy Tonight Show. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So I like lived in New York, but never for more than like two or three months. Mm. Damn. Yeah. You've had some experience with the, the late night crowd. What is the state of late night TV currently? Like what... What is, can you speak on that? Like what is. Late night is dead. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Late night's so interesting to me. I so buy into like late night wars and the ratings and like, you know, I will throw down and start shit talking any host. I mean, I think like the uh, undisputable king of late night right now is John Oliver. Mm. Like really? Yeah. I think he is untouchable. He's done something new with the format He's has a unbeatable like Emmys winning streak. Like he's actually pushing the genre forward and innovating and like saying things and like taking a deeper look into like real issues as opposed to what the majority of late night is, which is like trying to fill space for five episodes a week. You have an hour to fill. It's a lot of content. Yeah. Yeah. And as someone who's written for a, daily late night show nightly late whatever it's a lot of writing into a trash can and it's not the best ideas that are going on the air it's just like how can we fill this time and maybe put it on youtube and maybe it'll be like a youtube hit it's like yeah Yeah. it's like writing for an algorithm it's like it's like equation it's like funny it's like famous person plus like parody of a song like it's just such garbage writing right to me and it's so wasteful and it's so not creatively fulfilling. Like I couldn't get out of late night fast enough to be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, cause um, it's, yeah, it's like a algorithmic, like you're saying, you know, it's like content farming and like to a degree. And it's like, it's, it's, it, it's not trying to make something good. It's not trying to make something thoughtful. It's like trying to make something and fill the time every day. And like, to me, that's just inherently such an unfulfilling, like sad goal. Yeah. It's, it's just such a waste. And then you see like the effort that goes into these shows. It's hundreds of people working on it from like top to bottom. It's tech people, it's set people. It's like the audience wranglers. Like it's just such like a, like I sometimes get a little existential about like the carbon footprint of like a show that no one cares about or watches. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I feel guilty. I'm like, I can't even participate in this, but, um, um, but there are great people working on those shows and you would have no idea. Like, some of the funniest writers I've ever worked with and they doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a good show. Um, but yeah, so late night, that's what I think the state of late night is today. Do you guys like care about late night watch? I mean, who our generation cares? No. I don't think they care. Yeah, like, I mean, the I never, sometimes I'll stumble upon like a YouTube, one of the viral YouTube clicks because it's just like, force fed to me on my Twitter feed. But I, I, I mean, I also don't own a TV and I haven't owned one for a while. So I feel like I'm not... I, I used to maybe when I was younger put late night on in the background. Yeah. But um, now now it's just like it's been out of my life so long that whenever I do hear these names, apart from right. John Oliver, because I, I do watch that sometimes on HBO. But um, I'm just like, oh, you know, Jimmy Fallon, he's still he's still doing. He's They're still- all insufferable and unbearable to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, did you see? I mean, I know you, you used to work for the for the guy, but. Um, like just this week with the oh, whole man. entire like that uh what what happened there's a fucking I mean, did flash you guys see mob. what was trending yeah, the, last night ban james corden was trending on twitter yeah but even like, even like last week with like the rat like the fucking cinderella like flash mob or whatever it's like what are, what are you guys <laughs> doing what are you doing out there is, he, it, is, it, is it a style he definitely has a bad time out there with our generation he's not he's not doing it for you 
That show is the most internationally syndicated late night show. Wow. It is not for comedy snobs on Twitter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's almost like great that he's found a niche. Like, even if it's that niche is people hating him, (laughs) like comedy snobs hating him in America, because don't worry in the rest of the world and with your parents and grandparents they love him. Wow. So don't you worry about him for a damn second. Damn, I was so worried about my my, my guy. Yeah. I know. That's the thing. I'm <laughs> like... These guys lame. Like, seeing everyone hate him, and I'm like, okay, great. Like, Well, that's what like Twitter you is, You don't though. watch like... him anyway, and he's still, like, the most successful. Anyway, but, um, yeah, no, I, I've been, don't worry, keeping up with that. Yeah. By well, the minute. It's like I'm with obsessed. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, we just said him. Fucking John Oliver. John Oliver. Yeah, I just, like, I, I think... It's what's interesting about like that whole entire um, like vein of like not necessarily com- I guess it is comedy but like that format still it's like I can't believe it's still like going on that's what I but between like Trevor Noah and I know John Oliver well, John pushes Oliver's it a is bit, different but- it's once a week and it's like a deep dive into a topic that allows for like nuanced discussion mm-hmm. and like nuanced thinking which like you know the traditional constraints of a nightly show wouldn't really allow right. for. Mm-hmm. And like at least saying something, you know what I mean? As opposed to just being filler. Yeah. Like so many of those shows just end up being filler and it's like so depressing to me. Well, because it's like at the end of the day, it's like, is it entertaining, right? Like I feel like that's mm-hmm. that's like always everyone's mantra. It's like oh And and honestly, it hardly ever is. Yeah. But um that's what I think the state of late night is. I love Eric Andre and John Oliver. Oh, big I love Eric Andre. Fucking yeah. How was it working with him? It's great. Yeah. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I think like another n- new season is, well, I don't know if I should say anything. We can bleep, we can we can, bleep, yeah. bleep yeah. this all out. out. I love the movie. Love the the movie that came out. What was that? Oh, yeah. What was it called? Bad Trip. Bad, Bad Trip. Trip. That was yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I, I love shit like that. Oh, my God. It was next level, revolutionary. I thought it was one of the funniest movies of the year. Um, he's the nicest, coolest, smartest guy. He's like everything you'd want him to be and more. He's a true king. I love him so much. Like, Sick. not one bad thing to say about him. He's like as cool as you think he is. He's probably cooler. Anyway. Oh, I hope yeah. to one day do something with him. Yeah. Have, have him on the pod. So, yeah. Uh, what else are you working I'll on? I'll put in part? a good word. Right now, um, I just finished working on this new Mindy Kaling show that's going to yes. be on mm-hmm. HBO Max this fall. It's called The Sex Lives of College Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like Mindy's take on a girls or sex in the city type show where it's like four female protagonists and okay. you better believe their lives are going to be intertwined and <laughs> you better ways. believe it. <laughs> yeah. They're going to, you better believe they're going to be getting into some interesting stuff at college. There will be sex. Um, stacked cast. Um, one of the four girls is Pauline Chalamet. Uh, yeah. yeah. We, we saw that. Um, she's great too. She's so fucking funny. And then there's other amazing cast members, but some of them are like, and doesn't, uh, you can look them up. <laughs> I'm DB baby. And then, um, I'm or working IDMB. on Chad, Chad season two. I don't know. Um, for those comedy heads out there, Chad season one just came out. It's starring Nassim Pedrad from SNL. She plays a teenage Persian boy. It's very funny. Um, it's impossible to find if you don't have a TV. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I tried. No, it's it's impossible. The only way to watch it is paying for a season pass on Amazon Prime. Yeah. But I've heard that it will come to HBO Max 
at some point in the near future. So I do not have a date on that, Okay. but mm-hmm. hold out and you will be able to watch Chad one day, not today, not tomorrow, but one day soon. Mm-hmm. Damn. And yeah, here. that's pretty much what I'm working on. Chad, yeah. Mindy, like all of the above. The glamorous life of a TV uh, writer. Well, how did you get it's into all that? Glam. Like, I know um, official Sean Penn, like, put you on like the internet map, but was there like, is there a connection between the two? Like how does one get into TV writing? Yeah, you know, dude, the first and, like, person that editing? ever reached out to me to write was Eric Andre. He like DM'd me and he was like, have you ever written for TV before? I was like, no. And he was like, come write for oh, a show. Damn. Okay. But I, I had an agent at that point and it totally was like in the way that people in the mid to mid aughts, I don't know what it is, like would use Twitter yeah. and like, yeah. Like stuff like that to get noticed. Like I did that, but on Instagram and I was like so conscious and cognizant of like not turning into like a meme account. Like for me, it was like, I have to write the funniest captions Mm -hmm. and like write like a paragraph and whatever that I was like very much on this like weird path that I was like, I need to be noticed as a writer. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of was like a slow burn. Like I started staffing on like little things here and there. Like I did punch up on broad city, which was like the biggest honor of my life. Cause it was like my favorite show. And, um, and then I started staffing and then here I am now I'm like, producing everyone's favorite shows that they literally can't find on their <laughs> they can't find yeah. Yeah, like. Oh no. Yeah. You can't watch it, but true. I made it. Yeah. it. Yeah. True. Uh, true inspiration. Yeah. Um, unfortunately we've already become a meme account. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, but you're, we're in, we're in like third wave memes, like specific memes, overly specific and niche memes to me are like my favorite art form. Yeah. yeah. Keep doing them. And you're doing great. We're doing it. Yeah. We're finding our way out, and hopefully- you guys will get a book deal, and it'll be for way less than you think it would be. You're like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. you're writing a book. Like this is oh, all no, we I- get, and like, then you'll write a book, and that'll be great. And then who knows what'll happen from there? Yeah, the we'll see. You know, everybody. Yeah, everybody. Um, everybody always says things like this, and um, you know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see, Caroline. Um, all right. We're just checking our notes real yeah, quick. Um, if I just... were you, if I were you, oh, advice. Yes. Penny, advice. Penny and then we thoughts. can wrap it up. Yes. Oh, hold on. Somebody's blasting 50 it's the Cent. Char- yeah, it's the fucking charm of this city. It's going to be a long... Is this just a neighbor? It's it's outside my window. Yeah. <laughs> it's so... I live on like two main blocks. I can hear the words, which tells me it's too loud. <laughs> yeah. My apartment's vibrating. I but, like it. But the charm in here. I well, can't it's our it outro music. It's our outro music. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, yeah. There you go. Look at that. Yeah, this is why, okay, this why so I got these bags. Here's my piece of advice okay. and then we can wrap it up. Okay. If you guys partner with like an awesome chemist or like someone entrepreneurial, like someone who has experience doing a D2C business, I do see a possible gap in the market for like a simple, low-cost, high-integrity skincare brand aimed at men. Yes, I Ugh. know they exist. I know obviously yeah. we have like Pharrell's, uh-huh. which is like genderless, but like let's be honest, DJ men, that's high price. Yeah. I could see, I could maybe see something like that for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we, we... Maybe the market's a little saturated though. Ex- what, we, about, we, 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 what about a spa? Uh, what about, what about, a, about a New York... Do I do love that idea. Love, but that's going to ruin your life. Like you are, <laughs> your life yeah, is going to become right. a, this physical space and it's going to be so much more work. If wow. you're ready to like quit your other jobs and like 
be fully about this spa for like the next 10 years to make it good <laughs> by all means. And I will be there, but just know like the real, that is yeah, really that's hard to make wisdom. like a physical that's true, advice. Yeah. That's good advice. Uh, and with that, should we uh, get into these closing segments? Closing segments. Okay. Yeah. Let's get into these closing right. segments. I love yeah, it. Sorry. Are we keeping you? Are, we're, we are so sorry. No, but no, 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 no. I might hop off by like 1030 if that's okay. Oh yeah. We will. Like 15 minutes, yeah, right? Like, yeah, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. We'll get through these. Okay, no, perfect. All right. Uh, okay, so let's first off. Amelia, did you come prepare for this? Are you do, do we rude? Is that do we rude? One? Do we rude? Do we rude? Segment in which usually we just ask the guest. A segment in which you can address any haters, any beef you got going on. Maybe it's uh, you know, with a <laughs> former employer. <laughs> Maybe it's with uh, your best friend. I don't, I don't think you want to air it out right there on this podcast. Maybe it's with uh. What if it's I with what if it's with your with your own self with your, your yeah, mind? Yeah, exactly. The uh... I'll, 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 I guess I'll, I'll kick it off real quick. Dewey Rude, um, with my own goddamn mind because I keep dreaming every single night that there are rats in apart in my apartment. That's not disclaimer: good. I did have a rat in my apartment when I first moved in, but the prob- the issue was taken care of. Uh, but for some reason, I just can't stop having that same okay. dream. Um, I was going to also say, do you rude, uh, the moment my mom told me I need baby Botox, but she didn't say I need, she said I could benefit from it. And now after hearing Caroline talk about baby Botox, it's actually a, a, a dewy blessing. Uh, Yeah. Um, get it. Don't even, yeah, don't worry about it. Just get it. You know, a little low hanging fruit, but I'm I'm still reeling, you know, from the, uh, the flooding the other night. You're uh, mad dude, I'm, I'm, I got nature. beef. I got, I got beef with uh, the city of New York. <laughs> uh, damn, get that infrastructure. Uh, you know, spend some money the on that shit. The... Yeah, I want to live here still. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and do rude all of humanity and our government and military. I've been on a real climate change kick recently. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm like already knew the science. Like, of course, I'm like right. obsessed with climate change, but it's kicked into a new gear because of Hurricane Ida and reading this. Jonathan Franzen piece from two years ago in The New Yorker. It's oh, yeah. one of the most dire things I've ever read. Highly recommend. It's called What If We Stop Pretending Like It's What If We Stop Pretending the Climate Apocalypse Can Be Stopped. I also watched yeah. this documentary this weekend called Ten Billion. It's pretty much like unless every nation completely agreed to get to net zero carbon emissions, like unless we focused all our attention on to like the problem of climate change nothing's going to happen and we're going to see some devastating shit go down in the next 30 years. I'm like, humanity is going to be extinct. Oh yeah. We fucked up our chance on earth. We're going the way of the dinosaurs. We can't get our shit together. We're like spending billions on wars when our military should be like full time climate change. Like I'm not even kidding. Yeah. yeah, So, um, I'm pretty down on that stuff, but I recommend reading those things. Um, big friends and heads. 10 billion. Yeah. 10 billion. I'll have to watch that. It's insane. It's it's like a TED. It's the most depressing like TED talk hosted by this like British guy, and it's it paints a pretty sobering picture. Great or not great? <laughs> well, that was very uh, very serious. I'm, I'm, um, I'm sobered up now. Um, um, yeah, yeah, no, I know. I think I read this morning that like the Biden administration just approved like uh, like a, a pipeline in the Gulf. Did they? Like, yeah, no. that's like supposed to like pump I mean, out oil for 50, even, 50 years or something. I have no idea. We can't even like. There's no. There's no getting back on track. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's just, just not going to happen. I don't see it happening in our lifetimes. You know. And with that, uh, you got a dude of the week. Yeah, you got, you got dude of a dude of the week. I've got a dude. Do you have a dude uh, of the week? I, you want? You want Yo, me to go, speaking Evan. of all this cosmetic, um, cosmetic shit, 
and uh, Baby Botox. I wanted to bring up this guy on TikTok. He's known as the Dick Doc on the, TikTok. The Dick Doc. His name is Edward Zimmerman, and he's amassed over 1.8 million followers. Um, he is a plastic surgeon, but he talks about dicks. And he has developed a procedure coined the happiness procedure, uh, wherein a client can use their body fat to get, or they can use FDA approved dermal fillers injected into their fucking shaft to increase their girth. Uh, Man will literally do anything. I'm like, dude, where the fuck do I sign up, dude? Yeah, I mean, he talks about girth. He talks about length. Wow. He talks about banjo strings. Do you know what banjo, banjo strings, strings are? Do you know what banjo strings are on the, the dick? I'm not sure if I want to know that. It's uh, I do. Okay, you don't want to know what the banjo strings <laughs> No, no, I do. Is? I do, I do want to know. Oh, the banjo strings are so the head, the head of the dick. Oh, I think mostly I for know a circumcised penis. Um, it's, like the, it's like the one string that connects the head to the shaft, the bottom of the shaft. Mm. So it's a little string. <laughs> is it inside? It's not inside. No, it's outside. Um. Right, yeah, you know. Can you feel it when you touch? It's very, yeah. I guess you could feel it. I'm so interested. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check <laughs> that out get later. My boyf- I gotta yeah. get my boyfriend. Yeah, he's gonna to show inspect him. Inspect him. Yeah, I'm like, trying to find your banjo string. Yeah, tell him to play, yeah. play a little banjo. Today. Um, but no, this TikTok. I'm like, make like Steve Martin and play me a song on a banjo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's so, the Dick Doc on TikTok. Go check him out. Um, the Dick Doc. Damn, I just love that. You know, we can just dermal fill anything these days. Yeah, I guess so. Yo, so. If you're feeling a little shy, if you're feeling a little insecure, fellas, you know, there's a doc out there for you. He's based in Las Vegas. He'll take care of you. <laughs> He'll inject something shady in your dick and it'll atrophy and fall off. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's like, how would it get like, does it cause like it's, erectile dysfunction? Some, it has to. Well, everyone's always kind of really um, conspiratorial with all the fillers that are going on. It's like people will suggest it's leading to like autoimmune diseases, but you know, there's no like research for that, but you know, come to your own conclusions. It's probably really good for you. Really yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You filled up with this shit. Yeah. Clear skin. Uh, you got to do to the week. Um, I'm going to make my dude a lady. Okay. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. Better. I am on such a sweetie kick. The rapper sweetie. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. Um, obviously she just had her McDonald's meal. I think it was like kind of roasted. She gets kind of like roasted on the reg. I find on the internet, like, but She's the hardest working artist. She puts out so much music. Her videos are so next level. I think she's the most, one of the most inspiring ladies out there today. I love her so much. Hardworking, talented, and her music will get you. Play that during your skincare routine. You're going to be putting on that serum with a new pizzazz. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, she, I don't know how she does it. Sweetie, I don't know. I love sweetie. sweetie. Yeah. I'm on a sweetie kick right now. Sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll plug a song somewhere in the app. Um, okay, so I don't have a Dewey Dude of the Week. Dewey Dude of the Week? Dude, Dude of the Week, sorry. But moving on to the final segment, because we are running out of time here. The Dewey Do's and Don'ts. Mm. We already explained it, right? Yeah, <laughs> where it's like, do this, don't do that. Yeah. You know, so Dewey Do, check out your boyfriend's banjo string tonight. Dewey, oh. uh, Dewey Don't, uh, fucking Dewey Don't. 
Um, sleep on uh, the climate crisis. <laughs> Dude, don't sleep on that. Do we do you, fall in the fall? You know, order, um, those, order those pumpkin okay. spice drinks. Okay. Forget about your existential dread and watch the leaves change colors and gently fall towards the earth as our as humanity comes to an end. Do we do uh, figure out a way to watch Chad? Uh, do yeah. we don't um. Stop wearing sunscreen. Do we don't stop wearing sunscreen? It's not a do summer thing. Do we do moisturize? Just like moisturize as we go into colder climates, colder fall, colder weather. Ooh, yes. Tret season. Up your moisturizing. Yeah. Um, do we don't, do we don't um, slip on the ice and break your leg? Yeah. Watch out for that, that black ice. Um, do we do look out for... Um, the sex lives of college girls coming to HBO Max in the fall. Big fall yes. coming up. Succession Big season fall. three. This. Oh yeah. That's it. Actually, that's oh, all I yeah. know. Do we do uh, check out Fishwife and the product that they're about to launch? Salmon. 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 Smoke salmon. Do we do? We'll 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 plug the Redora wine bar event oh, that I sick, will yes. not be able to attend once it's announced. Yeah. Do we do? Keep your eyes on the Fishwife sp- Fishwife space for <laughs> yeah. more details on that. Uh, do we do listen to Dewey Dudes? Oh, Dewey okay. Dudes. Listen, right. Yeah. Do we do subscribe and leave a comment? Leave a rating? She's a, she's a pro. She's a pro. She's, dude. She's, You're doing the yeah, stuff that we do, never do. do we never do like, do we do subscribe? Doing our job a better review. than us. Do, uh, you know. do we do? Let a friend know if you like the podcast. <laughs> yeah, let a friend. <laughs> um, um, we'll stick that Can we intro. expect any more podcasts from you coming out soon? Um, not quite yet. Never say never, but not... Not not right now. But okay. yes, in the future, going up will be back in some capacity, but Ooh. TBD. Got All it. the Gloamies can hear it first, you know? Yeah. Gloamies, you heard it here first. With that, thank you so much for coming on the pod. We're so excited we finally had, had you on. Oh my gosh. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure, an honor. You as well. We're looking forward to all your future endeavors. Uh, do you want to plug your Instagram or anything? Or are you just Official done with Sean the internet? Penn. She's done. She's, She's off. done. She's at peace with her life. I say stay off your phone and go outside instead of following me. <laughs> That's Damn. Dewey do. Amazing. Yep. Dewey do. Take care of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But um, yeah, check out Fishwife and check out the TV shows I wrote for. Um, so glad to meet you guys. Yeah, you too. Until you as well. next time. Bye, Caroline. <laughs>